It's bigger. It's better. It's everything you ever wanted. This is the After Credibles as you've never seen it before. Starring Orlando Bloom as Charlie Rogers. Jim Carrey as Andrew Medanzik. Ray Fiennes as Alex Conway. And Vin Diesel as Guy Bevan. Welcome to the brand new After Credibles reboot. Yo, I missed mine. I missed mine. Ah, oh, Vin Diesel guy. Oh, <laughs> man. That makes so much sense. It had sense. to be a Fast and Furious. I know, I know. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for taking time out of your busy Hollywood schedules to come and portray the After Credibles team today. I needed the work, basically. I needed to get some money for some more art supplies, but... Look, I'm a comic actor now, so I'm right. <laughs> Except for Vin Diesel, you basically begged me <laughs> to come on here to portray Guy. <laughs> I am Groot. Yeah, you are. So, as you can tell, today's episode is dedicated to reboots of all shapes and sizes. What reboots work, what ones don't, and why? What's the point of a reboot? And should they really be as successful and popular as they are? I'd like to think that, particularly since our generation has grown up, reboots have been especially prevalent in Hollywood. Some of them have paid off big time. Others have fallen pretty flat. What do we gain by having them as moviegoers as they become more and more popular? And what causes backlashes with some franchise reboots, whereas others seem to glide under the radar or become mega hits? Guy, do you have a general rule of thumb for deciding whether a reboot will be worth watching? Ooh. Uh, gee. You know what? I know it's a curveball. I, I can't. I can't actually. I. I don't know. I think. I think you just approach each movie individually and see if it looks any good. You know, from I guess you know marketing collateral and and trailers and stuff. But generally, you got to know what your reference point is. For example, when they remade Tomb Raider. It wasn't going to be worse than the first one. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good example. Um, Alex, what about you? I'm a sucker if it's something that I've enjoyed in the past. I'll go watch it, pretty much. Like I'm just, I'm, a, I'm one of those people. I'm like, oh, I like the first one. Andy, I would love to say that I have standards. Like, there's been a certain amount of time, or if it's just an obvious cash grab, I wouldn't do it. But I'm a bit of a movie sleaze. I'll probably just go give it my money if I'm just bored and have nothing to do. <laughs> oh, those are interesting answers. I, I didn't know what I was going to expect uh, regarding what we think of um, when maybe one of our favourite franchises comes back from the dead in a new form. But that's, a, that's an interesting variety. I especially remember I used to hate reboots so much. I don't know whether... You guys remember, but um, when I was in uni with Guy and Alex, I remember there was a period where all these reboots were coming out and you'd always invite me to the cinema and I was just like, ah, I don't have much money. I'm just going to sit these ones out because they look awful. And lo and behold, every time you you came back (laughs) the next day, no one would ever really be talking about the movie. And that was kind of my gauge on whether the movie was worth (laughs) watching or not. It just so happens they were reboots. I remember they were um, The Thing, uh, the Robocop reboot, and also the Total Recall reboot. (laughs) So I think I probably dodged a couple bullets there. I I think basically, you know, like... There's there's so many reboots, right? Because that's the way that I guess the industry works. They want to they want to go with what they know is safe. And um, I'm looking at this thing now that um, this writer and producer named Stephen Follows collected data about you know since 2005 to 14 about like movies and. Only 40% of the top movies released between 2005 and 14 were truly original, as in not an adaption, sequel, spin-off, remake, or, or a derivative work. And the biggest 10 movies of each year are rarely truly original. There are only 15% of those are truly original movies. So it's like, it's like you know, 
it's it, I think we're just stuck. Yeah, we're we stuck are. with reboots. Not a surprise that they're playing it safe, getting the money. Yeah, I mean, they they tend to have like twenty five million dollars more budget for a film based on existing material rather than a truly original film. Yeah, you, you just got to think like. Um, is is that going to change as kind of the uh, you know the, the centrality of production you know the production all in Hollywood um, kind of gets digitally fractured because you've got like your know, your Netflixes are becoming production houses you know HBO is getting a bigger share of everything because of their like you know kind of the stuff they're making and you know uh, there's emerging um, foreign markets that are creating a lot of new films Do you, maybe maybe they're not going to be as many reboots you know in future or maybe more mm. i don't know yeah well they could end up going to um netflix and stuff more reboots could yeah. be like oh we're gonna make a tv series out of so and so well they just rebooted jack ryan on amazon yeah i i guess we'll probably see uh, it's interesting like you know when when do you run out of good things to reboot you know or, or can you run out of things to reboot because if the if the industry kind of if if the if the math adds up then most of these um, emerging players are going to be doing the same thing, you know, having a similar ratio of original versus non-original. But then they'll they'll just reboot the reboot after yeah, enough time anyway. I think that's what they're going to do. Is, which is which is what they've been doing a lot of the way too. Hey, and think of the Incredible Hulk. Would you class James Bond as a reboot constantly? I definitely think Casino Royale was a reboot, and I think it's it's a shining example of when a reboot can be successful. And uh, I, I, I think Goldeneye, maybe Goldeneye didn't really. It's strange. Right? I think in some ways Goldeneye was a bit of a reboot because it was so different to the one that came before it. Yeah. It was like a refresh, I think. Cinematically and tonally, it was a much bigger refresh. Once you get a new Bond, you take it in a different yeah, tonal direction. How do you have a distinction between what a reboot is and what a remake is? You can like define a remake with like the same plot beats and it's going to be the same movie, whereas James... Bond and sort of Spider-Man, they're sort of just... And The Incredible Hulk, they've done that numerous times, as Guy was saying. Like, it's reboots where it's the same character with a different actor where... Oh, I'm trying to think of, like, a remake. Like, where... Oh, where The Departed? The Departed's a remake, just for an American audience. Ben-Hur was a remake um, because the plot was basically the same. Do you guys stand on, like, either side of it? Do you, do you prefer or like reboots or do you think you would prefer an original film i'll take an original any day yeah i, I mean, the, the good thing about hollywood is there are, there are a lot of movies coming out every year so we can always have both but um as, as 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 in terms of what i would prefer i think i agree with you guys it's really about um a case it's you got to you have to do it on a case by case basis mm. you have to see what the movie is and this is why the question of like um the the golden rule for whether a reboot's worth watching or not, just based on how it looks, is is, dif- is difficult because it's really about you know what what did you think of the original franchise? How loyal are you to it compared to how the new one looks? Um, you know, does it look like they're paying um, respect to the source material? There are many questions uh, relating to a lot of different franchises, and so as a general rule, though, I'm willing to give reboots a go. I, I, as I said before, I, I, I you know. Eight or nine years ago, I did not like reboots. But one thing I've noticed is since I was at uni and thought I knew everything <laughs> compared to now where I where I started writing things, I'm actually, I find reboots quite interesting because from a writing perspective, it's always fascinating to see how they chose to take on that source material and mm. use it and how they 
decide to pay, you know, pay respect to it, but also try new things and whether those things work. So I find them really fascinating from a from a writing perspective. I think I would be more likely to go to go and see a reboot of something that I like the original source of than to go see a like a critically acclaimed original film. Like I'm thinking about like Mad Max Fury Roads, right? Which I would probably classify as a reboot, right? I, I've loved the first, you know, three Mad Max films, you know, um, with Mel Gibson. And, and then when that came out, I was psyched for it. And I don't, I can't think of any, I can't think of many original films that have come out that have been super psyched for the same way I was psyched for Mad Max Fury Roads, except maybe Exodus Gods and Kings that had, <laughs> and, three, and, and 302 and 302. <laughs> they had some, they had some solid trailers. Oh, <laughs> you bastard. You know, we should do an episode on how bullshit trailers are. Oh, well, yeah, well, that, that's got to be the next one up. We, we talked about that last week, um, actually. I can't remember the context. And what the best trailers are. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, it, it seems to come up every week or so on this podcast because we've always got something to say about the way- <laughs> Best trailers, worst trailers. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a new awards category. <laughs> but- um, Best trailers, yeah, definitely. I just get, like, my most misleading trailers, man, because I got- Yeah. 302, I thought, was going to be- as good looking and as cool as the first one, but it wasn't. Mm. But the trailer made it seem that good. Yeah. Well, that's, that's okay. I think that's a topic for another day, but a, a good one nonetheless. Guys, what do you think are some reboots that work pretty well? I think um, my few big ones. I think I think the Star Trek franchise, and I'm talking just on a on the one movie basis, uh, not the not the not the rebooted franchises, but the the movies that came out, the ones that had to come out as reboots and really uh, entice the original audience, but also bring in a new audience. I think Star Trek had a really good result from that. Um, Star Wars, the new Star Wars, did pretty well, mm-hmm. um, and I think like Batman Begins did well as well. I think that's another example of a, a reboot that worked pretty well, uh, especially in terms of starting a very solid trilogy. Uh, and of course, I think Mad Max Fury Road is another example of that, although I'm not sure how it's going to do in a, in a, in a, in a franchise sense. What about you guys? Do you have any favorite reboots that you've watched maybe in the last, maybe in the last 10 years that you've really enjoyed? Well, it's, it's funny you bring up the, the Batman Begins one. I actually watched that trilogy in the last week because um, it had been a while since I saw it. And yeah, that does stand up as probably up there in one of the best movie trilogies ever made let alone comic book or action or anything like that like casino royale was really good and dread i really 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 like dread oh actually i've i've got another one that i just thought of um the latest planet of the apes trilogy oh yeah yeah, that's kind of good yeah they've been pretty good is another quite good like reboot prequel sort of thing i guess see i i think the planet of the apes one was an interesting um example of success because there are examples where people have remade films that are quite old uh, and and have had no success. I think Ben Hur is one of the big examples of by far the worst remake or reboot uh, ever. And yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I don't under, like. Uh, I guess it's hard to say this after saying the res- after talking about the resounding success of Planet of the Apes. But like, when most of the people that loved Ben Hur may actually just be dead, and there are no people of our. I don't think there are many people of our age that have ever seen Ben Hur. So where's the like fan loyalty there? And especially when it doesn't have a big name actor, so no one's yeah. Like there's there's no Charlton Heston equivalent in that movie. It's a guy we've never seen, and um, I, th- I thought that was a very strange pick to remake. But Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah, like, he was in that, was he? Yeah, he was in that. Well, he, yeah. Did he basically play the exact same character that he played in Exodus: Gods and Kings? Is it like is that? Man, I think that's why I was turned off. I was like, <laughs> well, now I'm just reminded of that awful movie, so I don't even want to watch Ben Hur anymore. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. It's very <laughs> strange. Very strange choice for a reboot, even though 
Planet of the Apes is fairly kind of of the same same ilk, I think. Mm. And it's an old school movie, but it did so well. You know, if we go back, like, I just want to kind of point out one of a really, really good re- remake or reboot. Um, Cape Fear in 1991, the Scorsese, was a remake of the 1962 Cape Fear, which was, which was, they're both incredible films by their own standing. So I think that it's, it's, mm. I think that's the most impressive thing when you get a really, really good movie and remake it and it's really, really, really good, probably better. Yeah, like um, John Carpenter's The Thing. I was going to say, I think that's the only time a movie should be like remade or rebooted is if you can actually improve on the original. That, mm. I think the only, the only legitimate reason anyway. Yeah. Mm. And well, those ones are weird because Cape Fear and The Thing, the originals, are regarded as very good movies. I guess the um, I guess the real appeal of making them was to bring them to a newer audience, uh, where it wasn't, I guess, black and white. Uh, was do you, was the original Cape Fear black and white guy? Yep, yep. How old was it? Uh, it was nineteen sixty two. Yeah. So it's interesting because that's a. I think that's a bit of a different approach to what a lot of reboots seem to be now, which is. Some of them happen so so quickly. Like the Spider Man one is a is a good example. Yeah, mm. that's probably the fastest turnaround for a reboot. Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, even the Joker now we've got we've got two current Jokers coming out, but there was one who tragically died ten years ago. Um, it's uh, there's fairly there's a fairly quick turnaround for that as well now. And I think I think most people would agree that you know like really good remakes of, of really good films is a really positive thing, right? But there seems to be at least in this article I'm reading um, a, a kind of this this weird kind of knee jerk reaction from audiences that say the original was good, so why bother? Yeah. Mm. Which is like, which is kind of, it's kind of weird. It's a, it's a, it's a contradictory kind of uh, opinion when you look at how much people appreciate those really good remakes. But I would agree with that sentiment on some specific intellectual properties. There are some that I can't see being, imp- okay, there are some that have aged so well that I can't see them being much better than they would be if, they, if they'd have just been left alone. Like, I think a good example to bring up is the Total Recall and um, Robocop movies because they're Paul Verhoeven movies and I don't understand like the the originals are so good yeah. and I don't see that there's anything that our like either modern technology or current cinematic trends or styles could do to improve those movies and that's why I'm so worried about the Starship Troopers movie that's coming out which is another one of his movies that they're rebooting I mean mm. what has technology or again our current cinematic style have to add to some movies yeah you'd think for some of those it's it's too soon for a lot of those, I, I find that a, a pretty pessimistic attitude about it, though. Like, I, I come, I come a bit, I come with a bit more optimism that the people in the industry who are, you know, quite good at their jobs and forging pretty good careers should be able to do it. Whether whether the um, structures around them prevents them from creating a good film, you know, that's that's probably there's a risk there, absolutely. But I reckon, like, I don't think anything can't be not made better. Well, that's an interesting thought. I mean, just keep in mind that I don't. I wouldn't say I'm being pessimistic about it. I mean, RoboCop and Total Recall weren't great movies. Yeah, they were great movies. <laughs> Maybe just realistic. That's why I think a, a, a reboot or a remake should only really be done. Like, the only legitimate time, I guess, would be the original movie was quite good, but there's, like, at least one thing that can clearly be improved on. Yeah, I think that's a good formula for what reboots have worked. Um, I think, like, Casino Royale, Star Trek and Star Wars are franchises that... And and Batman Begins actually a franchise that, that that had something to gain by bringing them in to the twenty first century. Oh. Well, the Batman one's a funny one because you think about the last Batman movie to come out before Batman Begins, and 
what quality that was at. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the same with Casino Royale. Like, and, I mean, D- Die Another Day was atrocious. And if you, even Goldeneye, if you look at the difference between License to Kill and Goldeneye, even though it's only, I think it's maybe two, three or four years between those movies, but the difference cinematically and tonally is enormous. Mm. You would not believe that they were within a decade of being made, I, I reckon. Yeah, it's pretty sure. Um, one feels unbelievably like an 80s movie and one feels, one, one has aged extremely well. Th- those are good examples. And I think Star Trek's the same. They brought that into the new era of of, of, of cinema, and and I think that 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 added a fair bit. I think people people uh, Star Trek's a good example of where people kind of disagree on it. Fandom is fairly split, but um, I mean, I, I liked it. Like I agree with where um, Andy's coming from, saying like if you have films that could be made better, then they should be. But um, I probably I I I don't know, man. I'd go a bit more like. I, I'm pretty open to the to the reboot concept, and I'd probably just say, does does the market desire it? And if so, it should be remade. And and I'm willing to accept the gamble that it probably won't be as good. I I, I prefer I prefer more things. You know, they do it more often. You know, well, what, you prefer what? Sorry, you, they do reboots more often. Like I I would prefer that studios take the risk and do it because I don't feel like. I mean, then the question is, does a bad reboot spoil the original? Does it affect the original? Yeah. And that's a... Often, I don't think it does. What do you guys think? It shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't. I don't think that would be a a factor. Yeah, it shouldn't. Unless it's, like, really, really bad. And the same people were involved in it, then it's like, oh, what have you done? You've just ruined this. I I agree with you. It shouldn't. I don't know if it does or doesn't. Um, But... But I would be willing to take the gamble, especially if the answer is no, it doesn't affect the original. I'd take the gamble, man. If it's a shit film, then fuck it, whatever, man. Yeah. I think I might be uh, in the minority here when I say that I think the Star Wars The Force Awakens kind of ruins the original trilogy a little bit because they had the same characters in there. And I think especially because the Star Wars original trilogy ended on a high and- that's not usually what like when a reboot's at its best. I think a reboot's at its best when they reboot a franchise that's at its lowest, um, and they have something to offer that can really lift it up and make it memorable or, or, or watchable again. Um, so yeah, I think that might be one of. But that's technically a sequel, right? It's not exactly a full reboot when you think about it. So I guess that's probably a bit of an outlier. Or well, you could say that um, maybe Star Wars Seven reboots on from star wars 3 which did end on a bit of a negative note (laughs) only a bit andy come on mate (laughs) just a tiny bit okay there's one i want to bring up i didn't watch it so i can't comment as someone who has watched the movie but from a from a cultural perspective it was fascinating and that is the ghostbusters reboot it's a it's a bit of a bit of a minefield to talk about isn't it did any of you watch it i haven't seen it but i I do have some strong thoughts on it if that makes sense oh interesting okay you know i'm I'm guessing we're all fans of the original two ghostbuster films first one second one sucks balls (laughs) fair enough my thoughts when they when they started talking about I think before they talked about reboot they talked about doing a Ghostbusters three and that was before um, Harold Ramis died so like it was legitimate you could do a sequel or whatever but then when he died and I think the rest of them like Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray kind of said well no we don't want to do it now because he's dead and that's where they should have left it like doesn't matter if they because like you know once someone of the original cast died especially someone who was so such a major part of the actual writing and the creative part of the movie then the fact that they pushed through it and talked about rebooting it recasting it like doesn't even matter what gender they were i Mm. don't think it was the best decision Mm. 
Interesting. Yeah, like uh, it's funny how it became such a gender issue with an all-female cast when, I mean, the the reality is it was just a poor film, you know? Mm. Um, and it, it wasn't to do with there being a female cast or anything. The other, like, I, Ocean's 8 was another good example of something that, like, had a lot of legs to be something really cool but was just a bad film and it wasn't because it was an all-female cast. Well, they probably didn't have the right objectives in mind when they got, like, a stellar cast of female actresses you know if they make a shit film which they have so far i think that kind of it hurts it hurts the um because people kind of maybe misalign the reason they don't like it you know not they'll go or the all-female cast ruined it or something but it was just a poor film you know but like i don't know if there's a you know a heuristic bias in that or something but yeah and people look for an excuse there that's what, I mean, I was yeah. I was psyched for Ocean's Eight because I thought there's some there's some motherfucking good actors here. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. God damn, what a letdown! So have high high hopes for the. It just that directing was bad and felt like it missed. Like it needed a Soderbergh, and the editing was fucked too. It's just it was so yeah. It really it missed the flair. It needed more flair and more fun. It didn't feel as fun. Like there was some good characters were really good. Like even Han Hathaway, who I really dislike, was kind of really fun in it you dislike Anne Hathaway mate uh, do you love uh, do you love Anne Hathaway Charlie um I, I, no, I, I, I you love Anne Hathaway <laughs> I love Anne Hathaway <laughs> immediately defensive <laughs> So guys, how about some how about some reboots that are coming up? I'm gonna I'm gonna say them one after the other, and I want us to rate them. What we think? Can we just do, we'll do quick rates of it? Yeah, what we think the challenges are going to be, and what we whether we think it'll work. Okay, we ready? All right, roll them off. The first reboot that is coming up in the next few years, according to second source website. Yes, according to a poorly sourced website about upcoming reboots that that are in, that are in the works. Yes, the first one, Ace Ventura. Without Jim Carrey. Without me playing him. Do you have any details? Did anybody see Jumanji? Yeah. Yeah, I did, actually. I watched it on a plane. Was it good? Uh, uh, Yeah, you know, like, it was one of those films that, like, you weren't disappointed. You had a few chuckles. But, like, you know, I wasn't going telling people about it afterwards. But it wasn't. All right. Look, if they got the same people doing that, doing Ace Ventura, I'll be sold. Just- Do we know who's going to play Ace? Depends who, who's playing him, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think we know yet. I don't think we know. Is it Kevin Hart? Get Zach Galifianakis to do it. Yo, Zach Galifianakis can't do it. He's not tall enough. I don't care if he's not tall enough. He's still hilarious as shit. That's just the industry. Sorry, honey. <laughs> Ouch. You can put some platforms on. What if they recast? Because I'm pretty sure Jim Carrey was relative unknown. Like, you know, in the early 90s when he, you know, it was part of him making his breakthrough. Ooh, yeah, true. Yeah, true. I think that was his breakout movie. He'd been on TV. I think in, I know in 1994, I think that was when he did Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. Like he had three mega hits all in the same year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He Damn. dreamed it that year. Do you reckon that, do you reckon, do you reckon they could get him back? No. No, I don't think they, I, well, it definitely doesn't have him. So I think they would have already Ooh. tried. And I think it's, I no. think it's just because, because whereas Jumanji had a great performance out of Robin Williams, um, the whole movie's like novelty value doesn't hinge on 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 him being there. All right, next movie. Uh The Naked Gun. Oh, another one which I think. No, how do you how do you make that without no, Leslie Nelson? Are they remaking that? Apparently, they're rebooting it. It's According on, it's on the- to the poorly sourced website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made myself clear earlier in this. I'm giving a big green light to anything you say in the next in the next list. I love it, Leslie. Naked Gun. How about? How about how about Steve Carell replaced like as the lead? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because you imagine if he's hair white, 
He no, he is like grey haired now. Oh, is he? Oh, that he. Yeah. Yo, he would be perfect. Yep. All right. Good. Well, that's a thumbs up for the naked gun. How about short circuit? <laughs> I didn't even see the first one. It's. I, I'd be interested to see how they did short circuit because it's uh, similar to um, similar to, to to RoboCop and um, Total Recall. It's like it's a movie that is so uh, unashamedly eighties. It's <laughs> such a like. I, I wonder how. A, I wonder how a, like a twenty first century uh, Johnny Five is going to look, or whether they're going to keep the same. Attitude. Can it be like uh, a um, sex robot going no. crazy, <laughs> escaping? They're going to update it. A gritty reboot. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Okay, I like that premise. All right, there we go. Starship Troopers. That's the next one. Yeah, man. You, no, come on, <laughs> man. Oh. Hesitant optimism. As long as Denise Richards comes back. Yeah, Nico. I'm, f- I'm full Rico. on in. <laughs> okay, guys. The Warriors. Ooh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are they going to make it 80s again? Do you reckon- Are they going to update it? Do you reckon it's going to be the same line from from Queens to the- Is it to Brooklyn? They go from the Bronx to Brooklyn. I, I, I can't quite remember that much of it. I'd be very interested to see if they portray that same metro line as, as dangerous as it as it was. Because I don't think it's as dangerous now. No, it's, I don't think- I think they've cleaned it up pretty well. And every city's gentrified pretty well. <laughs> Hipster gangs are roaming. I don't know. <laughs> it's all, yeah, they go through all these like trashy hipster to places gangs on petty farthings and stuff <laughs> people in business suits riding back uh, at midnight after a few drinks on a friday night with their with their with their Tre- <laughs> trendy um what craft is- beers and like twirly mustaches and they go through the subway but this time they just get overrun with rats give us what give us one more charlie and then let's uh, let's tell each other what we think should be rebooted okay all right well i've got three here none of them are particularly interesting except one. Ooh, good one okay guys the matrix yes Oh, I like that. Yeah? Yep. I actually, yeah. Yeah. You happy? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Very, good. Very good. Does the market want it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Michael B. Jordan's in that. Oh, really? Holy shit. No. Look, I'd say no. It, it hasn't even been 20 years yet, so I don't think that that one should be. And it has aged spectacularly well as well, I think. The Matrix is one that um, looks about as good as every other movie now, back in the day when that was very difficult in the 90s. So it's it's aged very well. I wonder what they'll do to try to push the boundaries. Or if there are any boundaries to push. Like we've, I mean, we've got, we've got just about every special effect doing everything, right? Like bullet time was, yeah. And like they sort of, like bullet time was around before then, but it was like just, it was like defined. Yeah, it wasn't like done it, with a hundred cameras. Bullet time made its mark with it. Yeah, or like, um, yeah. I mean, we've got we've got CGI making old people young. Uh, we've got CGI making dead people alive. <laughs> we've got oh, uh, green screens. Every every everything under the sun. I wonder. I wonder what they'll do to if if they they will be able to push the boundaries, the same way the Matrix did. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see where they go. Yeah. The only limitation to CGI in movies at the moment seems to be budget. By the looks of it. Would you agree, or am I just being overly sim- am I overly simplifying it? No, yeah, no, I, no. I think you're right. I mean, look at um, uh, Justice League when they had to kind of put H- Henry Cavill's moustache back on oh. um, in oh, all the reshoots, goodness. and um, yeah, they they under budgeted for it and sped up the time, and it looks terrible, you know. But like, if you've got enough money, it, it's. I think it's it, it's yeah. I think you're on the money, man. It's it's budget. Uh, okay, and, and one bonus one for an upcoming reboot. Every which way but loose. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> I, I can't. Oh, oh, can it be like monkeys with pet humans? I couldn't see it being as good, but it, it'd be a fun, 
fun thing to see. Who? who, who okay, so who's going to be? Who? Are there even any orangutans left? They better get yeah. on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think Clint Eastwood barely rode by himself back then. I don't know who's, and he's an iconic actor. I don't know who's going to be able to take his steps and really play well with it. They'll probably put bloody Tom Hardy or something <laughs> in it. <laughs> yeah, it'll have to be The Rock. The Rock. It's, it's going to be The Rock. Well, he's about he's about the same size as orangutan. <laughs> It has to be someone who's undoubtedly at the top of their career. Like, it, you know, like The Rock is killing it right now. They need someone who can- Look, he's remaking everything, so- Oh, no, no, no. Actually, you- No, no, you- Actually, could I- Josh Brolin. <laughs> Josh Brolin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yep. Let- Okay, I take I take you Josh Brolin, and I give you Matthew McConaughey. Oh. No? 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 Oh. Come on. It'd be great. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> How else are you going to back up the revenant? That's pure Oscar bait, Leo and, a, and an orangutan. <laughs> he, he fought. He fought a bear. Now he's going to be fighting like apes. Yeah, and actually, he's really he really cares about environmental conservatism and stuff like that. So he probably is the best fit to be an orangutan's best mate. All right, guys. There. That's my list of reboots that are upcoming and what we think. So it sounds like we're all pretty optimistic. Yep. Bring him on. Well, guy definitely is. Hey, man. If it if it ain't going to affect if it ain't going to affect the original man. Guy is glass full. Yeah. All right. Cool. They just oh man oh they just they've just fucking there's like two things they need to get right script and like casting and you can't go that far much you know wrong from there but the problem is they always script them so shittily it's like lazy yeah and and I think I think bad casting really sets a movie back from the get go yeah super lazy writing like I think I think the prequel X Men and the rebooted Terminator Genesis I think they are the two most miscast movies uh, that have come out lately I just I I can't like one you're you're already at um I think you're already at a setback Terminator Genesis makes the X Men prequels look like world class <laughs> first in class terms of casting hey. <laughs> well first class yeah <laughs> yeah oh like James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender are great I actually think they were good cast but I think everyone else was woefully woefully miscast like Quicksilver no Gen- Phoenix Jennifer Lawrence was born to play Mystique I don't think she was I don't I don't I don't know no, I, that was sarcasm but yeah oh sorry I'm so sorry yeah <laughs> God she was it. born to sleep through that role I just um I don't know guys and, and and I think that's I think that's one thing that you're right guy I think casting is a big one very very difficult to get that right How about we talk about the movies that we want to see reboots for? Woo! They live. Rowdy Roddy oh, Piper. That'd be a good one. Yes. Yes. We have to do that. That has to be it's done. It's pretty topical, isn't it? You know, the whole kind of like, um, what is it? Um, consumerism. Sort yeah. Of. Consumerism. Conditioning. Sub- Hid- subliminal messages. messages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. But the best thing, the best thing about that is now that Rowdy Roddy Piper has passed away, you know, which is devastating. They've rebooted his character in the wrestling world as yeah. Rowdy Ronda Rousey because oh. Ronda Rousey is now a WWE diva. So you could put They Live female reboot, R- Rowdy Ronda, and she's got movie chops too. She was in Fast and Furious 7. Oh, so gender swap. Yeah. yeah, okay, all right. And you could have a cameo by Keith David. That's another, really? that's another thing that makes a good reboot, a, a clever little cameo. Oh, can we have her and Keith David fight in the street again? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you go for way too long. Could you imagine Ronda Rousey? <laughs> yeah, to go for 15 minutes. Man, yes. Imagine it'd be like, I'll come here to chew bubble gum and kick butt. <laughs> And I'm all out of bubblegum. Everyone's like, "Because I can't say ah." I like that. Someone in a kimura. Oh, good. All right, perfect. Anyone else? 
I was going to say, well, I remember before I said for a reboot, I'd want it to be a movie that's like pretty good, but there's at least one thing that you could easily fix up. So on that, I'm going to say the Nicolas Cage move knowing. Yeah. If you guys have seen that. Is that the one where he predicts everything? Because that, that is, aliens? that is such a good, that is such a good movie for the most part until the third act where it just completely goes to garbage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I, I would love to see someone like take that idea and rewrite it and just change the ending or change it, just change it in some places and then just reboot it. Cause I think that could be a really good movie. Yeah. I got another one singing in the rain. <laughs> remade by the Coen brothers, similar style to how they did Hail Caesar. That, that could be interesting because we've seen that they've remade A Star Is Born, so... Yeah, lots of that. There are... Uh, actually, one... Have you guys... One that I'd want to see, um, even though I, I feel like this movie is, like, really good, but maybe it just needs a bit of updating, is um, Top Secret. Have you guys have seen that? I haven't. What's... Oh, what's was that? Charlie Sheen? It's, no, it's Val Kilmer. Oh, Val Kilmer, oh. that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. Ooh. Val yeah. first role. It's it's a it's quite a funny movie from the eighties. Um, like complete parody of kind of like spy thriller movies. Um, but I feel like I'd like to see that redone. Okay, if we're going with parodies, I want to see the MacGruber reboot. Oh god, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> see MacGruber again. How that? How old is MacGruber? Oh, MacGruber would be at least ten years old now. I don't know that. I- Okay, I'm putting a firm no on that one, man. That's the only reboot I don't oh, want to see. No, wait. McGroover, nah. McGroover reboot, but they know it's a reboot. Breaking the 4-4. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I thought I'd never say no to a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the McGroover sequel at least. Yeah, but only on original original film budget. Oh, oh yes. Yes, please. <laughs> the, the thing is, for me, that most of the reboots that I kind of thought might work over the years have kind of happened. I've, since I was 16, my definition of success, like, I mean, like, lifetime success, like, my lifetime goal since I was 16 was to reboot a good Godzilla movie. Like, I was like, if, I, if I've if i directed a good Godzilla movie, I have fucking made it. That was always going, <laughs> that was always my goal. But uh, it's already happened. And it was, uh, well, it wasn't shit, but um, but I probably couldn't have done a better job. So, there you go. That was, that's, that, my, mine would be a Godzilla movie, but it's already happened. And there's already an extended universe, so... Yeah, I guess my dream came true without me having to do any effort. Would you class that new Godzilla movie that's coming out? I think so. A reboot of... Oh, as a reboot, did you think? Of the latest Godzilla? Well, isn't the new one coming out... The Monsters one. Isn't the 2014 yeah. one with Brian Cranston, isn't that isn't that sharing the universe with uh, the King Kong movie that came out last year? And they're going to do... Like, they're going to come together in the next movie? Yes. Which... Which, again, is another reboot that I've wanted since I was a teenager, the King Kong vs. Godzilla movie to be re- remade. At least remade. It doesn't have to be a reboot, but my God, I'm so excited for that because it is one of my favourite movies. Is there a movie that you have really liked for the most part, but there's maybe a couple of things that you would want to see different and then like reboot that one. Okay, yeah. Nothing kind of nothing. I'd reboot some of the most recent reboots, like oceans seven or oceans eight or whatever, and make it actually good. Yeah. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, h- how long do you have to wait? How long do you have to wait between like, <laughs> you know, rebooting? just be like, well, stuff that up. Let's try it again in X years. Like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Yeah, same with the mummy. 
Oh, well, you'll love this one. Apparently, as of today, and according to a reputable source this time, they're rebooting Terminator Genesis back to the old Terminator movies with uh, with Arnie and um, the original actress for Sarah Connor and James Cameron. So, that's more like a, a reset reboot. Yeah, I heard that. It's a... It's a- it's a try again. That James Cameron's doing a sequel to Terminator Judgment Day. Like he's not counting yeah. Terminator Three, Four, and Five, which is a in, an interesting move. But so that that that's that's barely two years old. That movie because he wasn't involved in those movies. So hey, the good thing is any reboot we want to see is probably already been considered and may even be in the pipeline. So who knows? We may just get every reboot we ever wanted and more. We'll get reboots of the reboots. Oh, I just thought about a superhero movie reboot that I'd like to see. The Phantom. Because I'm going to say that that Billy Zane 90s Phantom is a bit of a guilty pleasure for me. Like, even though it's it's a bit campy and a bit cheesy, yeah, it's still like, and it could just be nostalgia, but it still has some highlights in it. Ah, oh, such a good movie. But if they- but how do you make a purple suit not <laughs> campy? Well, they've done it for every other hero. To reboot it with a they've, black they've suit. They've made every other hero suit look good. Yeah, like how Batman's suit was like grey gray and purple before, and now it's all black and dark. I'm sure they could do something like that. Yeah, would they do the Daredevil thing with like padding and like an actual like body armor? Yeah, they could do it. Oh, like I, I, I think those kind of 90s movies that were kind of bad, but actually really enjoyable. I, I stand in defense of them. It doesn't have to be a guilty pleasure. I love, like, Mortal Kombat. We all watched together, uh, Guy and, and, and Alex. We, we watched that together and we loved it. It was so good. <laughs> it was a great movie. Yes, it was great. Some movies, I'm, I'm going through some older movies and some movies I'd love to see. Um, I realize that the ones that I'd love to see rebooted are ones that might be relevant in today's age. L- like you said, Guy, with uh, They Live. I'd love to see a new Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> <laughs> and see how that kind of plays into now. Like, imagine, like <laughs> the way oh, yeah. the way Trump betrays himself on Twitter. Generally, like, definitely makes him seem <laughs> like that crazy general <laughs> in, in Doctor Strange. Love, I'd love to see like a modern take on things like that. <laughs> oh, especially imagine just in a few years' time, there's going to be an Oscar category for best reboot if we're getting them every year. Woo! That should be that should be in the um, in our award ceremony at the end of the year. Best reboot of 2018. Yep. Yeah, best reboot. Yeah. All right, we're doing it. What do we say? Are we going to say most most misleading trailer? Is that going to be another one? Yeah. We're already making our better, bigger and better Oscars. Or, or, you know, yeah, least accurate ratio of trailer quality to movie quality. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and That's that could it. that could go. That could go either way, which is interesting. Okay, we've done it to death, just like all reboots. Thank you all for being a part of the After Credibles Reboot, your least credible movie podcast. Thanks to our presenters, Alex, Guy, and Andy. Uh, yeah. yeah, boy. Yippee, whippy. Still in character as Andy, not Jim Carrey. If you like the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or send us some feedback. We are on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, and everywhere else you get your podcast. Whatever feedback you have, we will read, and it helps everyone find the show, so please send some if you can. I'm Charlie Rogers, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to The After Credibles. Do you love Anne Hathaway, Charlie? Ooh, you love Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Charlie and Anne sitting in a tree. <laughs> <laughs>